1: Hello, my dear brothers and sisters. I would like you please to open your Bibles and turn with me to Daniel chapter 7. Our study in the book of Daniel is extremely interesting and very important to understand the plan of God, specifically during the times of the Gentiles. The times of the Gentiles is a period of time that began from the time when Nebuchadnezzar took the people of Israel, the Jewish people, away from the city of Jerusalem, from the land of Israel, and took them captive to the land of Shinar. Specifically in 586 B.C. when Nebuchadnezzar destroyed and burned the temple in Jerusalem that God have requested from His people Israel to build for His glory, but because Israel disobedience, God have removed our Jewish people and have handed over the kingdom to the Gentile nations. This time of the Gentiles will come to an end at the second coming of the Messiah, when the Lord Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah, will return and restore His people of Israel back to Himself. We read in Luke twenty one twenty four, they shall fall by the edge of the sword, and shall be led away captive into all nations, and Jerusalem shall be trodden down all of the Gentiles until until Yeshua said the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled and it will be fulfilled at the end of the tribulation period when the Lord Jesus the Messiah will come from glory, from heaven. The son of man, Ben-Hadam, and he will restore Israel and will take his rightful place here in this world as king of kings and lord of lords. We are now in Daniel chapter 7. We have covered the first 14 verses of Daniel chapter 7. And there the subject was Daniel's vision of the four beasts. These four beasts that rose out of the sea. Now in verses 15, Daniel 7 verses 15 to the end of the chapter, we will be dealing with the second half of that seventh chapter, and the topic of this second half, verses 15 to 28, is the interpretation of the four beasts' vision that Daniel has seen. And so please Follow me as I'm reading Daniel 7, beginning from verse 15. I, Daniel, was grieved in my spirit, in the midst of my body, and the visions of my head troubled me. I came near unto one of them that stood by and asked him the truth of all this. So he told me, and made me know the interpretation of the things. These great beasts, which are four, are four kings, which shall arise out of the earth. But the saints of the Most High shall take the kingdom and possess the kingdoms forever, even forever and ever. Then I would know the truth of the fourth beast, which was diverse from all the others exceeding dreadful, whose teeth were of iron, and his nails of brass, which devoured breaking pieces and stamped the residue with his feet. And of the ten horns that were in his head, And of the other which came up, and before whom three fell even of that horn, that he had eyes and a mouth that speaks very great things, whose look was more stout than his fellows. I beheld... And the same horn made war with the saints and prevailed against them. Until the ancient of days came and judgment was given to the saints of the Most High. And the time came that the saints possessed the kingdom. Verse 23 And he said the fourth beast "...shall be the fourth kingdom upon the earth, which shall be diverse from all kingdom, and shall devour the whole earth, and shall tread it down, and break it in pieces. And the ten horns out of the kingdom are ten kings, that shall arise, and another shall rise after them, and he shall be diverse from the first, and he shall subdue three kings." And he shall speak great words against the Most High and shall wear out the saints of the Most High and think to change times and laws and they shall be given into his hand until the time and times and the dividing of time. But the judgment shall sit and they shall take away his dominion to consume and to destroy unto the end. And a kingdom and dominion and the greatness of the kingdom under the whole heaven shall be given to the people of the saints of the Most High, whose kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. And all dominion shall serve and obey Him. Hitherto is the end of the matter, As for me, Daniel, my cogitations much troubled me, and my countenance changed in me, but I kept the matter in my heart. And so, beloved brothers and sisters, we have read these final portion of Daniel chapter 7. Again, to remind you, beloved brothers and sisters, that it is essential to read Daniel chapter 2 and Daniel chapter 7 together. In fact, even more, it is essential to read Daniel 2 and Daniel 7, along with Revelation chapter 13 and Revelation chapter 17. All these four chapters together in the Word of God helps us to understand exactly what God had in mind to happen during the times of the Gentiles. The God of Israel is a sovereign God. His providence is evident at all times. He is in control. He is in charge. He is the one that knows of all the affairs of this world. He is the one of whom we read in Psalm 90, from everlasting to everlasting thou art God. He is a sovereign God. And he is a God of providence. We have arrived, of course, to Daniel chapter seven. And if you remember, beloved brothers and sisters, in the first fourteen verses, we now see Daniel who have seen visions and dream, and he is writing down what he has seen. These first fourteen verses, we have learned that Daniel had dream and visions. And he wrote them, and then told them. We also have learned that the content of these visions included the fact that Daniel saw four beasts that rise out of the seas. These four beasts that rise out of the great sea represent four kings, four kingdoms. That will rise out out of the nations of the world. This is what is known to be the times of the Gentiles. What Daniel saw in Chapter seven is exactly parallel with what King Nebuchadnezzar has seen in Daniel chapter two. King Nebuchadnezzar has seen an image that the head was of fine gold, the breast and his arms were silver his belly and his thighs were brass, his legs were iron, and his feet, this is the ten toes on his feet, were partly iron and partly clay. In that vision that Nebuchadnezzar has seen, at the end of the vision, at the end of the dream, Nebuchadnezzar saw that a stone would cut out without hands and smote the image upon his feet, that is the ten toes, and these whole image, the iron and the clay and the brass and the silver and the gold all was broken and pieces together and the stone which representing the Mashiach, the Messiah in his second coming he became that very same stone that smote the image became a great mountain and filled the whole earth this messianic kingdom I read Daniel 2 really verse 32 to verse 35 Here in Daniel chapter 7, it is not Nebuchadnezzar who sees the dream, and and Daniel provided for him the interpretation. Here it is Daniel who sees the visions and the dream, and it is uh, the angel that gives the interpretation to Daniel to help him understand what he has seen. So in chapter 7, Daniel saw a dream, verses 1 to 14, and visions. And he saw... In these visions, he saw these four beasts. We also learn that the vision was concerning the four beasts that representing the four kingdoms, four empires that will rise during the times of the Gentiles. When God gave the kingdoms to the Gentile world and the way in which the Gentile world behaved and God ultimately would have to remove the kingdom from the hands of the Gentile world and restore it unto His people, the people of Israel, at the end of the tribulation, after He will restore Israel back to the Lord Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah. So after Daniel has seen these visions, we did read, beloved brothers and sisters, that he was extremely troubled. His heart, his mind, his thoughts were really troubling him. But what he did, see, that the Son of Man, that is the Messiah that would come in his second coming, verses 13 and 14. He is the Ben-Adam, the Son of Man, the Messianic title of our Lord Jesus, the Messiah. And he came with the clouds of heaven, with the Shekinah glory, in Hebrew, the Shekinah, the manifestation of the glory of the Messiah, the Son of God, the Son of Man. And He will come with this amazing glory and honor. And that He will receive from the Ancient of Days, this is verse 13, that the Ancient of Days, this is God the Father who will give His Son, as men now, the Mashiach Yeshua, He will give Him dominion and glory, that His kingdom will have no end. We read in verse 14, He said that His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away, and His kingdom that which shall not be destroyed. So, beloved brothers and sisters, while the other kingdoms, the other dominions, the other, we might say, the other empires will come to an end, the fifth messianic kingdom, when a messiah and a restored nation of Israel will rule and reign over this world, this kingdom will not have an end. Now we know from Revelation chapter 20 that the length of the Messianic kingdom is 1,000 years long, a millennium in which the Messiah will rule and Israel restored and a blessing will flow through the nation of Israel to all the nations of the world. This is yet future. So now, beloved brothers and sisters, in verses 15 to verse 28 of our chapter, Daniel 7, Daniel now received the interpretation of the dream which he saw directly from the angel, the servant of God, who would help him to receive information, to remind you that the angels, according to the word of God, they are ministering spirits. The writer to the Hebrew believers wrote in Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 13 But to which of the angels said he at any time sit on my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool? To none of them. And then he continued to remind the early Hebrew believers. Are they not in all ministering spirits sent forth to minister to them who shall be heirs of salvation? And so The the saints, the heirs of salvation, all God's people in every period of time in human history are served by the angels of God who are called the ministering spirits. And in the context of our chapter, in the context of the book of Daniel, it is in connection with the saints of the people of Israel, the Jewish people who will be restored in the latter day as a nation. And so notice this. In verses 15 and 16 of this seventh chapter, Daniel is really troubled in his spirit and he desires to know the truth and the true meaning concerning the visions which he has seen. First of all, in verse 15, he was grieved and he was troubled. We read, I, Daniel, was grieved in my spirit, in the midst of my body, and the visions "...of my head troubled me." You know that this expression, "...in the midst of my body," the Hebrew word here, or the Aramaic word here, is nedana. Or it's like almost, you speak about a sheath, where you have a sword, and here we can see that in the midst of his body, his soul is kind of in a, it's like a sword in his own sheath. It's right in the center of his body, that he is really troubled, and it really troubled him within his inner being. It is the Apostle Paul, when he wrote 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 11, he said, For what man knoweth the things of man, save the Spirit of man, which is in him. Even the things of God knoweth no man, but the Spirit of God. So, man knoweth all things of man, and he knows it because they are within him. He knoweth the things of men and the spirit of men, which is in him. This is the thought that we have here in this verse of Daniel chapter seven and verse fifteen. He was grieved in his spirit, in the midst of his body, and the visions on my bed really troubled me. Daniel is saying as he put down this vision to record this for us to to learn from. And so in verse 16 we do read that when he was so troubled, he said, I came near unto one of them that stood by, and asked him the truth of this. And he told me and made me know the interpretation of the things. Notice that he, he went to one, and notice that, remember this is a vision, And more than one vision, he saw all these four beasts rising out of the great sea. And he also saw the Son of Man coming with a cloud of heaven, who received from the ancient of days, he received all the coming future kingdom at the end of the times of the Gentiles, at the end of the times of these four beasts, that representing four kingdoms, representing four empires during the time of the Gentiles. So he came near into knowledge unto one of them. This is one of the angels that is serving God and helping Daniel to get understanding concerning the dream and the visions which he has seen. And so I came near unto one of them that stood by and I asked him. Notice, he wanted to know the truth. emit. He wanted to know the truth concerning all that which he had seen in the visions. And so we read in verse 16, So he told me, and he made me, the interpretation of the things. And so from here on, beloved brothers and sisters, in verses 17 and 18, the angel provides Daniel with the general interpretation of the dream and the vision that Daniel has seen. So in verses 17 and 18, we receive, as it is written down for us, we can say a general, not a detailed information, but a general information. Later on, the angel will continue to give Daniel a detailed information. And so we read in verse 17, the angel is saying unto Daniel, these great beasts, not a very clear, which are four, are four kings. Very clear. Four beasts, they are four kings. And oftentimes kings are linked with kingdoms. They have a beginning, they have an end. They have a beginning, they have an end. And the kings are linked with the kingdom. So, four beasts, four kingdoms which shall arise out of the earth. Now, it is interesting because in verse 1 and 2 of Daniel chapter 7, we read that Daniel saw that the four winds of the earth strove upon the great sea. And verse 3 said that four great beasts came out from the sea, diverse from one another, one from another. Now, here he used the word earth. The interpretation that was given to him by the angel is that these great beasts, which are four, which arise out of the earth. Now, why in the first two, three verses we have the great sea, and in verse 17 we have the earth? It's simply to present before us that these four beasts are kings that rise up from all the nations of the world. Because the Scripture teaches us, according to other passages, including Revelation 13 and Revelation chapter 17, that the sea represent the nations of this world. And so these four beasts, which are four kings, are four Gentile dominions. Gentile do- dominion. This is why the Lord Jesus, the Messiah, called it the times of the Gentiles. In Hebrew, it taught ha goyim. Goyim in Scripture has a reference to the nations, to the Gentile world. But here, the angel provides Daniel with the interpretation, and he used the word out of the earth, and that represents the fact that these kings are humans. They are people it represents the humanity of the kings who rise up from among the Gentile world kings and kingdoms again beloved brothers and sisters to remind you that these four kings, four kingdoms represent for us the four kingdoms and four empires that will rule throughout the times of the Gentiles the Babylonian The Medo Persian, the Grecians, and the Romans. The Babylonian from 586 to 539 BC. The Medo Persian from 539 BC to 330 BC. The Grecians from 330 BC to 63 BC. And the Romans began at 63 BC and they will run through including all the, the, these days in which we live, in, including the church age, which began at about 30 AD, and uh, will end at the rapture, but the times of the Gentiles will continue under the revived Roman Empire into the tribulation period, and will come to an end at the end of the tribulation period. So what we really see is that these four beasts are four kings or kingdoms, which will begin, as we might say, in 586 B.C. Babylon began earlier, 612 B.C., but when they destroyed the temple in Jerusalem, 586 B.C., when the Gentile world began to rule over Israel and all the nations of the world, and it will conclude with the revived Roman Empire, which will be at the end of the tribulation period, when the Messiah will come and destroy the enemies of Israel, and the Gentile rulership of this world, specifically the Antichrist, the counterfeit Mashiach, that will seek to take the place of God during the tribulation period. So, This one in verse 17, but notice in verse 18, the angel continued to give the information, a general information to Daniel concerning the dream, the vision that he saw. And here in verse 18, he continued to say to Daniel, but even though these beasts, which are four, are four kings and four kingdoms, which arise out of the earth, out of the human world, from among the nations of the world, yet the saints, notice verse 18, the saints of the Most High shall take the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever and ever, even forever and ever. Now this is also, beloved brothers and sisters, is very important to understand because here you have the word saints mentioned. In the Aramaic is kadashin, in Hebrew is Kdoshim, and it simply means those people that are set apart for God. And oftentimes we make the mistake and we think that because the word saints is mentioned many, many times in the Brita in the New Testament, the New Covenant, and applies to church saints. But the word saints or kdoshim is not limited to the church saints. But the saints in every dispensation, the people who belong to God are set apart. Are mekudashim. They are kdoshim. They are set apart to God in every period of time in human history, including the saints, the Jewish people, who are called in Scripture the saints in Daniel chapter 7, some six or seven times. In Deuteronomy chapter 33, Long before Israel have entered into the Promised Land, we do read in verses 2 and 3. And he said, The Lord came from Sinai, and rose up from Seir unto them. He shined forth from Mount Paran, and he came with ten thousands of saints from his right hand, went a fiery law for them. These saints is in connection with the angels that came with him. And these are servants of God that gave the law to the people of Israel. But then he continued. Yeah, he loved the people, all his saints. Notice here. These saints in verse 3, speaking about the people of Israel who just came out of the land of Egypt. Forty years have passed by. They are just about to enter into the promised land and they are called here, beloved brothers and sisters, in Deuteronomy chapter 33 and verse 3, they are called saints. They may not behave as saints, but they are saints. You and I oftentimes do not behave as saints, but we are saints by virtue of the fact that we belong to the Lord Jesus the Messiah. And God have his people of Israel belong to him, he called them Kol Kedoshav, all those that are holy positionally because of their faith in the God of Israel. This is important to understand, beloved brothers and sisters. You see, throughout the Hebrew Scriptures, the Scripture called the people of Israel, the people of God, saints. And it is not limited to the church saints, which was not yet born when Daniel wrote down by divine inspiration the book of Daniel. In Psalm 16, we do read in verse 3, It says, But to the saints that are in the earth, and to the excellent in whom is my delight, David is speaking by divine inspiration, Preserve me, O God, for in thee do I put my trust. O my soul, thou hast said unto the Lord, Thou art my Lord, my goodness extendeth unto thee, and, or as, to the saints that are in the earth, and to the excellent in whom is my delight, all my delight. So, God, people are called saints in every dispensation, in every period of time in human history. This is very, very important, beloved brothers and sisters. In Psalm 30, we do read in verse 4 these, these words. Sing unto the Lord, all ye saints of his, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness. The Jewish people, the people of Israel, who were redeemed and belonged to God, they were called saints. And Daniel is presenting before us in Daniel chapter 7, the saints of God, the people of Israel during the time of the specifically of the tribulation period. The church saints will be raptured before the tribulation will begin, and they will be in glory with our Lord Jesus, Yeshua the Messiah. But Israel as a nation will be here on earth, and the saints, the chosen of God, which He will preserve. And you notice, beloved brothers and sisters, in Daniel chapter 7, at least six or seven times the word saint is mentioned Hakdoshim, Kaddishei Adonai. These are the people that are set apart for God. And so, in verse 18, we read, "But the saints of the Most High shall take the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever, even forever and ever." And these saints, in the context of our study in the book of Daniel, has a reference to the people of Israel when they will be restored at the end of the tribulation period. But beyond Israel, there were many who will come to know the Lord Jesus, the Messiah, at the end of the tribulation, even from among the nations, even though they will not be part of the ecclesia, of the assembly, the church. And so if we continue on, beloved brothers and sisters, we now read of the fact that, ultimately, Israel will possess The kingdom forever, even forever and ever, as the saints are called here to possess it. Just to read a verse in Isaiah, when Isaiah was speaking about the future day of the restoration of Israel, Isaiah in chapter 60, he wrote this, listen to this, Isaiah 60 and verse 9. There we read, in verse 9, Surely the isles shall wait for me. And the ships of Tarshish first, to bring thy sons from far, their silver and their gold with them, unto the name of the Lord thy God, and to the Holy One of Israel. Why? Because he hath glorified thee. And the sons of strangers shall build up thy walls, and a king shall minister unto thee. For in my wrath I smote thee. But in my favor I have had mercy on thee. In verse 11, Therefore thy gates shall be open continually. They shall not be shut day or night, that men may bring unto thee the forces of the Gentiles, and that their kings may be brought. For the nation and kingdom that will not serve thee shall perish, yet those nations shall be utterly wasted." The glory of Lebanon shall come unto thee. The fir tree, the pine tree, and a box together to beautify the place of my sanctuary. And I will make the place of my feet glorious. The sons also of them that afflicted thee shall come, bending unto thee. And all they that despise thee shall bow themselves down at the soles of thy feet, and they shall call thee the city of the Lord, the Zion of the Holy One of Israel. Beloved brothers and sisters, these are the promises that God has made, but they have never been fulfilled. And Daniel takes us all the way to the second coming of the Messiah, when there will be a final restoration of the Jewish people, which are now scattered because of unbelief, because of the rejection of the Messiahship of Yeshua. But what a wonderful day it will be. The saints of the Most High, verse 18, shall take the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever, even forever and ever. So now, beloved brothers and sisters, as we continue, in verses 19 to 22, Daniel really wanted to know even more. But this time, he doesn't only want to know more about the four beasts, who they were that rose out from the sea, and they're having a human, they're men, their people, their kings. He wanted now to know more details, but this time he wants to know more details about the fourth one specifically, and also he wanted to know about the ten horns. That came out of his head of that beast. And so, in verses 19 to 22 of Daniel chapter 7, Daniel is now continue and he we read in verse 19, Then I would know the truth of the fourth beast. You remember earlier, we read that Daniel wanted to know the truth of all these beasts. But now he want to know the truth about the specific fourth beasts. And so we read, Then I would know the truth of the fourth beast, which was diverse from all the others, exceeding dreadful, whose teeth were of iron, and his nails of brass, which devoured breaking pieces and stamped the residue with his feet. So Daniel, beloved brothers and sisters, he wanted specifically to know more detail about the fourth, the final beast of the four. to remind you that we have already understood that the first beast represents the Babylonian kingdom. The second beast represents the Medo-Persia. And the third beast represented the Grecian. Those first three empires which ran throughout the times of the Gentiles. But now when we arrive in the visions of Daniel, that he sees that there was the fourth beast, but also he saw much more in this vision about the fourth beast. He also saw the dead beast had these ten horn, horns that came out of his head, plus an eleventh one. And so we we are reminded, beloved brothers and sisters, in the first fourteen verses, when Daniel saw the visions that he saw, as we have already read, a lion, a bear, and leopard in verses four. 5 and 6, but in verses 7 and 8, he saw in the night visions, and he saw the fourth which was dreadful and terrible, exceedingly strong, and of great iron teeth, he devoured and broke in pieces, he stamped the residue of the with his feet, and, notice, he was diverse from all the beasts which were before it, and he had ten horns. So, Daniel wanted to know more details about these fourth beasts which represent the Roman Empire and If you remember, the Roman Empire began sometime at around sixty three b c and it was diverse from all the other empires. It was different from the Babylonian, different from the middle Persian, different from the grecians. Because this Roman Empire was completely different. And this empire had various uh, Caesars, but there will be a final king that will rise up at the end of the days. Which will be the 11th, over and above the 10 kings that will rise up in the future days that will rule over all the nations of the world, and there will be that eleventh one that Daniel really wanted to know that takes us all the way to the latter days of these times of the Gentiles. The church will not be here, because the tribulation will begin immediately after the church was raptured. We will experience many things that will lead us to this one world rule here. And, but the final events will take place during the tribulation period. And so you notice this. He really wanted to know about this fourth beast, which represent the Roman Empire. Notice it said in verse 19, it was diverse from all the others. This fourth beast was exceeding Dreadful in verse 19. Daniel repeating what you've already mentioned in the earlier part of the chapter. This beast also had teeth were from iron and his nails were brass. And he devoured and he broke in pieces and stamped the residue with his feet. This beast was a terrible, terrible kingdom. It was a dreadful. It was diverse from all the others. It had teeth was made out of iron, and nails of brass representing the power that he had. And he also devoured, and he broke in pieces, and he stamped on the residue. He is a kingdom with its skins that behaved like beasts, but also were, were terrible kingdom, worse than all the others. This is very important. You notice that it says in verse 19, this fourth beast was diverse from all the others. It was different. And Daniel really wanted to know much more about that beast. That's why we read in verse 19, I would know the truth of the fourth beast. So you notice, he continues in verse 20, the first part of verse 20, and Daniel requests to know the truth about also about the ten horns. Notice that. It says in verse 20, And of, this is the second thing he wanted to know, of the ten horns that were in his head. So notice that. Verse 19, Daniel wanted to know the truth about the fourth beast. Verse 20, the first part, Daniel wanted to know about the ten horns that were in his head. So in other words, that Roman Empire that representing these four beasts ultimately will come to a period of time where in that, uh, that beast will have these ten horns which represent that which the angel will provide Daniel with these insight into the meaning of the ten horns. And so, beloved brothers and sisters, now in verse 20. The request to know the truth known as not only about the fourth beast, verse 19, not only about the ten horns that were in his head, verse 20a, but in verse 20b, Daniel wanted to know and of the other which came up and before whom three fell, even of that horn that had eyes and a mouth that speaketh very great things, whose look was more stout than his fellows. So, beloved brothers and sisters, Daniel was really zeroing in. His heart troubled him. Specifically, he wanted to know about that final... Roman Empire, yes, which represent the beast, the fourth beast, but he wanted to know about the ten horns and also about the eleventh horn. And Daniel specified to us in verse 20 what he have also already mentioned in verse 8, that there were ten horns on the head of this beast. And there was another which came up and before whom three of these horns fell, in other words, there were ten horns, plus the one, the eleventh, and he says, that this other one, came up, but before this eleventh one, three, of the first ten horns fell, and then, we read, that in other words, there were now, instead of ten plus one, there will be seven, because three fell, from the ten before him, and so we have seven left of the horns, and plus the one which is that little horn, that extra horn that rose up. And then it says that his eyes and mouth that spake, he had, an, he had eyes and he had mouth that spake very great things, and that his look was more stout, more uh, imposing than his fellows. Beloved brothers and sisters. This eleventh horn is really the counterfeit Messiah, what is known to us today as the Antichrist, the counterfeit Messiah, the false Messiah that will rise up in the latter days. He will cause other three of the horns to fall, and he will be the one that will speak very great things and we will see it in a moment against the God of heaven. And his stout, his appearance, his appearance is very imposing more than all the other of the ten horns. And so we read, beloved brothers and sisters, in verse 19 and 20 and verse 21. He continue in verse 22 until, you notice this word until is very interesting As Daniel is longing to find out information concerning the fourth beasts, the ten horns that came out of his head, the eleventh horn that came out of his head, and then the the three that fell before the eleventh one, and the fact that he looks, his eyes were very sharp, his mouth spake great things, his appearance was more than his fellow, and then he continued to describe what he wanted to know. And I beheld the same, and the same horn made war. Notice that we read, he continued to give us information. Daniel pointed to additional information which he saw in the vision. I beheld, and the same horn made war with the saints, and he prevailed against them. Verse 22 Until the ancient of days came, and judgment was given to the saints of the Most High, and the time came that the saints possessed the kingdom. And so beloved brothers and sisters it is extremely interesting that in these verses 19 to 22 Daniel tells us what he desired to learn. He wanted to know more and more about the fourth beasts and the ten horns that came out of his head plus the eleventh horn that came out of his head plus the fact that three of these horns were fallen apart, fallen under the 11th horn. And he also wanted to know the meaning of all this. What does it mean? He also said to us, he said they beheld that same horn made a war with the saints. To remind you, in Daniel chapter 7, the word saints apply to the Jewish people, to our people of Israel. In Daniel chapter 7, verse 18, Verse 21, verse 22, again verse 22, verse 25, verse 27. You have at least six or seven times where the word saints, Kedoshim, Kaddishim in Aramaic, Kedoshim in Hebrew mentioned. And the context has a reference to the people of Israel. And so Daniel, he beheld the that same horn, the 11th horn, which already caused three horns to fall before him, According to verse 21, he made a war with the saints. Once again, the saints. This is the people of Israel, the Jewish people. Specifically during the tribulation period. And he prevailed against them. And you notice, beloved brothers and sisters, he prevailed against them until, you notice verse 22, until. It will be a prevailing against the saints of God. the people of Israel, the Jewish people, and he will prevail against them temporarily. God will allow him to prevail against his people. To remind you, beloved brothers and sisters, that the whole book of Daniel began with verses 1 and 2 of chapter 1. In the third year of the reign of Joiakim, king of Judah, came Nebuchadnezzar king of Babylon unto Jerusalem, and he besieged it. And the Lord gave Joachim, king of Judah, into his hand. God gave the king of Judah and the people of Judah into the hand of Nebuchadnezzar. Not only that, also with parts of the vessels of the house of God, which he, this is Nebuchadnezzar, carried into the land of Shinar, to the house of his God. And he brought the vessels into the treasure house of his God. God, who is sovereign, allowed the King Nebuchadnezzar, the first monarch of the kingdom of Babylon, he allowed him to take the Jewish people to Babylon. So we are not to be surprised when God has allowed this 11th horn which will represent a king, the Antichrist, he will allow him to make war with his own people, Israel, the saints, and temporarily to prevail against them. Then notice what we read in verse 22, until the ancient of days came and judgment was given, To the saints. Judgment was carried out by God on behalf of the people of Israel. Judgment was carried out on behalf of God for His saints of the Most High. And the time came that the saints possessed the kingdom. Now again, it's so interesting. Because the word times is mentioned again here. The times of the Gentiles will come to an end. When the time of the restoration of Israel will come to its fruition at the end of the tribulation period. This is extremely interesting. Again, I would like to say, beloved brothers and sisters, if we are to understand Daniel chapter 7, we have to understand that the, the church saints are not seen here. The church came to an end. When the rapture came and we met the Lord Jesus, the Messiah, in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord, we read by the Apostle Paul. But in Romans chapter 11, the Apostle Paul helps us to see that. He said to the Roman believers in chapter 11 and verse 25, For I would not, brethren, that ye should be ignorant of this mystery, lest ye should be wise in your own conceit, that blindness in part happened to Israel, here's the word, until the fullness of the Gentiles be come in, and so all Israel shall be saved, as it is written, there shall come out of Zion the Deliverer, and shall turn away ungodliness from Jacob, from Jacob, For this is my covenant unto them, when I shall take away their sins. As concerning the gospel, they are enemies for your sakes. He is speaking to the gentle believers in Rome. Concerning the Jewish people, the people of Israel. But as touching the election, they are beloved for their father's sake. For the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. Irrevocable. God made a covenant with His people and He must fulfill it because God is eternal, holy, righteous, and just. And so back to Daniel chapter 7 and verse 21 and 22, in order to verse 22, that we said, until the ancient of days, this is Abba, Elohim Abba, God the Father, until the angel of day came and judgment was given to the saints. Here is once again the saints. Kedoshim, of the Most High, and the time, notice that, the time came that the saints possessed the kingdom. This is the end of the times of the Gentiles and the beginning, the restoration of the time of the nation of Israel. The time came that the saints possessed the kingdom. The time came that Israel will be restored, that all Israel shall be saved. Romans 11, 25 and 26. And so this is so precious, because to see the faithfulness of God to Israel as the faithfulness of God to you and I, who are part of the assembly, the ecclesia today. If God will not be faithful to His own people, Israel, how can believers during the church age can be sure that God will be faithful to the promises that He made To the assembly, to the ecclesia, to the called out ones, to the church. So until, until, until. You remember what we read in Psalm 110. The Lord said unto my Lord, sit down at my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool. Wonderful. The Lord Jesus the Messiah said to his own, to the nation of Israel, you shall not see me henceforth. Until you will say, Baruch Haba Beshem Adonai. Until you will say, Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Wonderful, wonderful truth to understand and to grasp. This is helping us to understand the plan and the purposes of God. In Isaiah 62, 1 we read, For Zion's sake will I not hold my peace, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not rest until the righteousness thereof go forth as brightness, and the salvation thereof as a lamp that burneth. Amazing, amazing, amazing. And so, beloved brothers and sisters, now that Daniel wanted to know more about the fourth beasts uh, and the ten horns that came out of his head, and the eleventh horn that came up, and what he saw concerning the time that the eleventh horn made a war with the saints of the Most High until the ancient of day came and judgment was executed on behalf of the saints of the Most High, and the time that came the saints to proceed and to possess the kingdom, then this angel understood the desire of Daniel, and you notice, beloved brothers and sisters, from the verse 23 to the end of chapter 7, the angel provides for Daniel additional information about the four beasts, and the ten horns, and the eleventh horn, and the fighting and the conflict against the saints, the war against the saints, until the Ancient of Day came and gave the saints the kingdom. So here we have the explanation that comes from the angel to help Daniel understand. This is so beautiful, beloved brothers and sisters. So in verse 23 we read, And he said that he is the angel, the very same one that already spake to Daniel earlier. He said, the fourth beast, listen to this, brothers and sisters. The fourth beast, this is the Roman Empire, shall be the fourth kingdom. Very clear. Babylon, Middle Persia, Grecian, and Roman. The fourth beast is the fourth kingdom. Not only fourth king, but it's a kingdom because there is a link between the king and the kingdom. Sometime when you read of a kingdom, you have to understand that he speaks also of a king that ruled in this kingdom. Sometime when we read of a king, he must have a kingdom to rule over. So the fourth beast shall be the fourth kingdom upon the earth. In the time of the Gentiles, that has a reference to the Roman Empire. And it says "Which shall be diverse from all the kingdoms. In other words, the difference between the Romans empire from the Babylon, Medo-Persian, and the Grecian is that the Romans were an imperial empire. Instead of allowing their subject to rule themselves, the Romans were diverse. They were different than all the other ones because they sent people, their own army to control every land that they took over. They extend their rule and their power over their subject or the country which and the nation which they took over. Imperialism is really direct rule of its conquered. That's what the Romans did. They conquered, but they also rule as an imperial under the Caesar as an imperial empire. That's why they were diverse from all the other kingdoms. Next we read that it says here in verse 23, that he shall be diverse from all the kingdoms, but he shall devour the whole earth, and shall tread it down and break it in pieces. Now, this is also interesting because when it says that the Romans will devour the whole earth, in reality, no nation completely devoured and to control over every every area in the nations of the world, but that takes us to the future day when there will be this future revived Roman empire, when there will be this Roman empire that will be ruling over the nations of the world, we will call it a one world. Order, and this is a new world order. It has to do with a one world alliance and union, global rule. It, that is still taking us to the future. It hasn't happened as yet. And we do know that the world is seeking to have a one world order, one world alliance and union, the global rule, when everything going to be controlled from one location, And yet the whole world, what is known to be to us today the one world order. The world will be divided in such a way that there will be these ten kingdoms or ten rulers or ten kings that will rule over all the world. They will be united together and ultimately they will rise up that final antichrist, the false messiah who will, who will seek to take the place of the messiah, the place of Christ for himself. And so you notice this in verse 23, we have the information that the fourth beast shall be the fourth kingdom, this is the Roman, and that is speaking about the future universal one world empire, the Roman empire, and he continue now to tell us in verse 23 that notice he shall tread it down and break it in pieces this is imperialism this is imperialism but then in verse 24 the angel continued to inform Daniel by saying notice this this is very important the ten horns out of this kingdom are ten kings you notice that very clear Daniel saw a beast and he saw that there would be ten horns coming out of his head, we learn from verse 24 that the ten horns are really ten kings that shall arise. So this is very clear. In other words, Daniel received information about the fourth and final empire, the Roman Empire, which will be an imperial empire, and to the final stage in the... Roman Empire that began, as we have already mentioned, in uh, 63 BC, but continues on, and not yet fully come to fruition, until the final stage, the last days, specifically, before and during the tribulation period. Uh, We are heading towards these days, as the world is... You can see uh, uniting together, we have the internet that we can see things that are going on elsewhere. There is a world wide order that is really is ahead of us, all looking today for this new order, for alliance between nations, and all will be united until one head and so this is exactly what Satan wants to do. This is exactly what God revealed to Daniel, and this is the way in which we are heading into the final days of these times of the Gentiles. You notice what we read now in verse 23, that he will tread down and break it in pieces. In other words, this particular fourth empire, which is representing before us these ten kings. In verse 24, the ten horns will be ten kings that shall arise. But then notice that, and another, this is another, this is the eleventh horn shall rise after them. Notice the order. First there will be ten kings. that the ten horns represent ten kings. And after, first of all, there will be these ten rulers that will rule the world. The ten kings only after there will rise the 11th one. That tells us that until we will arrive to the time where the whole world will be united into 10 portions under 10 kings, we will never know exactly who this Antichrist, who the 11th horn is, the 11th king is. And so notice it says, and the 10 horns out of this representing 10 Kings that shall arrive, and another shall arrive after them. Verse 24, and he, notice it is a person, he shall be diverse from the first, and he shall subdue three kings. In other words, what we learn here, that there will be ten kings plus one. The ten kings will rule over the world, and remember, beloved brothers and sisters, It's not the European Union only because the European Union has much more than 10 nations that are connected with the European Union. It is a world wide order. It is a one world order, union, global rule. Not only European rule, but global rule. So we see here that this one eleventh single horn, what will he do? He will rise also He will be diverse from all the others, but he will subdue three of the kings. So, ten minus three, there will be seven kings, plus the one king, the Antichrist, and together there will be eight, but they all will come under him. The seven that will remain, they will be under this false messiah who will seek to take... The place of Christ. The place of the Messiah here in this world. He want to be the one world leader. And so in verse 25, we read, very interesting, because in verse 25, in verse 26 and 27, we read, first of all, that what will he do, this wicked king? This wicked king, it says here in verse 25, He shall speak great words against the Most High. He will speak against God. Blasphemy. In chapter 11 and verse 36 we read of him as well, a little bit more detail. He is the king. He shall do according to his will. He shall exalt himself. This is verse 36 of Daniel 11. He shall magnify himself above every God, and shall speak marvelously or oh, terrible things, things that are unspeakable, of blasphemy against the God of God, and shall prosper until... ...their indignation... ...until God will ultimately judge him. But not only that... ...verse 25... ...he shall wear out the saints. He will fight against the saints. This is the people of Israel. And we know very clearly... ...that from in the time of the tribulation... ...specifically in Daniel... ...chapter 12 and chapter 13... ...that we read about the fact... ...that Satan will be cast out of heaven... ...and he will persecute the woman... The people of Israel, he will persecute and the Antichrist will persecute and the false prophet, this counterfeit false godhead will go against the saints of the Most High. The word Most High is El Elyon. El Elyon means that El Elion is coming from Genesis chapter 14, the Most High God, the God of Abraham. And so we read also in verse 25, And he will think to change the times and laws. He will try to change the the Zmanim, the season, the feast that God had given to Israel. The laws, this is the Torah and the Dat, that which God had given to the people of Israel. The Torah that was given to the nation of Israel. He will try to change it. He will seek to remove it. that the Jewish people will no longer read the word and follow the law that God had given to the nation of Israel. And the law is not only a reference to the Ten Commandments, or the first five books of Moses, but the Torah and the Dat. You might, it's almost, the, the Hebrew is, is, the word Dat means, it's a like religion, the religion, the godly, religious ways in which God is to be approached, He will seek to change it. And They shall be given into His hands, according to verse 25, they will be given unto his hands until the time and the times and the dividing of a time. The word for time in the book of Daniel represent a year. In Daniel chapter 4 we read of Nebuchadnezzar that he became like an animal for seven times, seven years. And the word time is one year times it's another two years and the dividing of a over time it's another half a year it is three and a half years in daniel chapter 7 verse 25 in chapter 12 and verse 7 in revelation chapter 12 and verse 14 the word time times and the dividing of a time has a reference to the three and a half years revelation 11 In verse 2 and 13 and verse 5, the three and a half years are presented as 42 months. 42 months is three and a half years. In Revelation 11.3 and Revelation 11.6 and 12.6, these three and a half years are presented before us as 1,260 days. 30 days in a month. 1,600, 1,260 days is three and a half years. In fact, in Daniel chapter 9 and verse 27, it is a half of a week, or in the middle of a week, and a week is seven years. So, all of these, time, time, and the dividing of time, 42 months, 1,260 days, half of a week all together represent before us three and a half years three and a half years in a context it has to do with the second half of the tribulation period because the antichrist will be allowed to make an agreement with our people of israel the jewish people for one week for seven years And he, in the beginning, will allow the people of Israel, according to Daniel 9, to have sacrifices in the temple that will be rebuilt, the tribulation temple. And the Jewish people will be allowed to offer sacrifices in the first half of the tribulation period, the first three and a half years, but in the middle of the seven years. After the first three and a half years, he will break his covenant with the people of Israel and he will stand in the temple claiming to be God, seeking the people of Israel to worship him. This is amazing, beloved brothers and sisters, just as the Apostle Paul reminded us in Second Thessalonians concerning the men of sin. Let no man deceive you, by any means, for that day shall not come except there shall be a falling away first, and the man of sin will be revealed the son of perdition, who opposes and exalteth himself above all that is called God, or that is worshiped, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Second Thessalonians 2 and verses 3 and 4. So, beloved brothers and sisters, he will speak blasphemy. He will persecute our Jewish saints, the Jewish people. He will aim to change the laws of God and the feast of God. The Jewish saints will be given unto him temporarily for a season. And the length of the time that he will be allowed to do that, it will be for three and a half years, for the second half of the tribulation period. And So, in verse 26, as we are coming to the conclusion of this seventh chapter, once the three and a half years will end, the second half of the tribulation, the Antichrist's dominion will come to an end. But the judgment shall sit, and David shall take away his dominion to consume and to destroy unto the end. In other words, he will come to an end of his dominion. Beloved brothers and sisters, Daniel received all this information. He doesn't have as much knowledge that you and I have today because we have the complete canon of Scripture. But He, with the measure of light that He has, He gives us this information by the uh, divine inspiration. The conclusion will be that the Antichrist, the 11th horn, which is the Antichrist, the counterfeit Mashiach, who will be allowed to do these things in the second half of the tribulation, he will come to an end, and the kingdom and dominion will be taken away from him, and he will ultimately be destroyed, and will be cast into the lake of fire. And so in verse 27 we read, And the kingdom and dominion and the greatness of the kingdom under the whole heaven shall be given, once again, God gives the kingdom. In chapter 1, verse 1 and 2, God gave to Nebuchadnezzar to be the first one in the times of the Gentile. Here, God gives to the, to the people of the saints of the Most High, namely back to the people of Israel, whose kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and all dominions shall serve and obey Him. God, in the person of the Mashiach, the Messiah, Yeshua, Jesus, who will come at the second coming, he will restore the kingdom to Israel to the saints of the most high and Israel the nation will rule and reign with the Messiah for the messianic kingdom which is 1000 years old in 2 Samuel chapter 7 and verse 16 in 1st chronicles chapter 17 verse 11 to 14 And in Luke 1, 30-35, we read how God promised the kingdom uh, to the people of Israel and ultimately Israel will receive the kingdom when the Messiah Jesus will come and rule over the nation of Israel. Let me read to you Luke 1, and verse 30. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Miriam, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and shalt bring forth a son, and shalt call his name Yeshua, Jesus. He shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob, Yaakov, forever and his kingdom there shall be no end. Beloved brothers and sisters, this is fascinating what we are learning here in Daniel chapter 7. So the conclusion of this chapter, in verse 28, Beloved brothers and sisters, what an encouragement is this to our heart. The promises of God are all yea and amen in Christ, in the Mashiach, in Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah. Daniel tells us in conclusion of this Seventh chapter. Hitherto is the end of the matter. As for me, Daniel, my notice that my thoughts, my cogitan, cogitations, much troubled me, and my countenance changed in me. But I kept the matter in my heart. Daniel' thoughts troubled him because he he had received something. That was beyond imagination. Only the saints of God can receive such a revelation from the living God who gave to Daniel his servant to know the plan that he has for him and his people of Israel and the nations of the world. May God hasten that day that the Lord Jesus the Messiah will come and rule and reign over this world as King of kings and Lord of Lord. Beloved brothers and sisters, until the next time, we will say Shalom, Shalom.
0: You have been listening to the Holy Scriptures and Israel with Gideon Levitam. Gideon teaches God's word from a Hebrew messianic perspective For more information about this ministry write to Holy Scriptures and Israel Box 1411 Niagara-on-the-Lake, Ontario L0S1J0 or visit our website at HolyScripturesAndIsrael.com You are also invited to Gideon's weekly Bible teaching on Fridays at 11am and 7pm and Saturdays at 1pm at Willowdale Christian Assembly Hall, 28 Martin Ross Avenue in Toronto. Holy Scriptures and Israel is made possible by your prayers and financial support. If you would like to support the program, visit holyscripturesandisrael.com. God bless you. Shalom, shalom.